0: hey everyone welcome to the pdx executive podcast glad you're listening i'm the host dan Bruton. i'm excited to have a guest of a well-known brand here in portland um, darren marshall who's the ceo of smith tea maker welcome darren thanks
1: dan it's a pleasure to be with you
0: so i think you know like everybody here we've been drinking a lot of your product through the pandemic and you know we'd like to get into the story of how your business is doing but let's start with you. Um, love to learn a little about you and your kind of career journey up to becoming the CEO of Smith.
1: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have expected uh, many years ago that I'd be here uh, chatting with you. Uh, I grew up in Canada. Um, I uh, was really into music as a kid, studied music and then business uh, in, uh, in college. Uh, I was always uh, fascinated by brands. Um, learned about marketing at Procter & Gamble. So got Mm. sort of the CPG fundamentals uh, in place. Um, I learned about beverages uh, at Coca-Cola. I worked with Coke um, around the world in six countries uh, in marketing and general management type Mm. of roles. Uh, And then um, stumbled into the world of private equity, Um, companies buying companies and helping those companies to grow both in beverages and luxury and other such things. And uh, that's uh, how I connected with Smith. Uh, I've been uh, very fortunate to be uh, part of the Smith family for the last three years, uh, which have been very interesting uh, and unexpected as all of us have, have experienced in the last year. Well, I
0: think it's really interesting just to back up. I mean, I'm thinking back to my MBA days and the uh, traditional, the brand management of, you know, Procter and, & and Gamble is very well known. And I think, you know, be, as a marketer and rising up the ranks of a CMO and, and leading marketer, becoming the CEO is pretty unique in itself in a lot of ways because um, sometimes the CMOs are still, you know, they're not they're not viewed the same as maybe a COO. So having that background, I think, is is really... Really interesting. So how has that kind of informed you as now that you're you know, a CEO?
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting when you grow up in a in a brand management world or a marketing world, um, uh, the brand and the product are always um, very important to what you do and the experience around that. Uh, the P&L is important. Um, uh, you don't always think about the, um, the balance sheet and what that means, particularly in a small company. Uh, in a large company, you've got all the cash you need. But um, in a small company like Smith, it's a very uh, different environment. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the biggest piece is always understanding and focusing on consumers, because uh, at the end of the day, they're the ones who um, uh, choose whether or not uh, the work that you do and the brand that you provide is worth their time, money and attention. And um, for us, not just creating a um a beautiful inspiring brand uh, and maybe product but if we're going to keep it sustainable right. then uh we have to uh, in our case sell more tea and make sure that we're um that we're able to uh make our promise uh sustainable.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think this past year has just reinforced on um, focusing on the consumer, focusing on your customer, and no matter what industry you've been in. I've had a chance to talk on the podcast, people on healthcare to, you know, products, doesn't matter what it is. That is the mantra, right?
1: Yeah. 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 And particularly changing and evolving with consumers, uh, as they've evolved, uh, and, um, uh, there's been no more evolution ever. I don't think, uh, in the consumer world than what's happened in the last 12 months.
0: Well, let's dig into that. So, you know, traditionally, uh, you know, you, you go to the grocery store. You get you Smith Tea. Obviously, you sell it in and, and different channels. How's that? This accelerated your business, I guess, or in different things you've done that you can share or lessons learned.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trust me, there are a ton of lessons learned. Um, so maybe a little bit of background just to yeah. sort of set the set the stage. Um, um, Steve Smith was an incredible human being. Um, he came back from military service in the seventies, born and raised here in, in, uh, Portland and, um, um, was looking for something to do. And he and a couple of friends, um, uh, uh, stumbled across some extra peppermint, and so they loaded up the the VW bus and started uh, driving up and down the coast from Vancouver to San Francisco selling peppermint, and that turned into Stash Tea uh, in 1972-73, uh, which grew and became successful, he sold the business, and, and all was good. Um, then he got bored very quickly and, uh, said to himself, you know, what the world needs is a better brand, not just a better tea. So he said to himself, what if, uh, Marco Polo met Merlin, the magician, uh, what would be the output? And that was literally the brief for Tazo, which was started in 1993, uh, grew, sold to, to Starbucks. Um, he retired, got bored again, uh, um, so he and uh, Kim and his, his wife and his family um, were in um, um, the south of France and uh, walking through um, through markets and thinking to themselves, you know, uh, there's these beautiful artisanal cheese makers and candle makers and chocolate makers and vinters and you know all these amazing yeah. things. And what the world really needs is something that is artisanal and best spoke and beautiful, and that was uh, the start of Smith, his namesake brand, um, which started in 2008. So that business um, uh, business grew. It was very much a sort of an omni-channel uh, business, food service, uh, restaurants, right. um, uh, Grocery stores. Um, um, Sort of dabbled in, in e-commerce a little bit here and there, that, that sort of stuff. Uh, Steve sadly, as you know, died yeah. uh, a few, few years ago. Um, uh, but that model was very much the same, um, as we, uh, uh, we entered uh, a year ago. So going into year 2020, um, we had, we made a lot of changes to the business. Uh, and we had this time, year ago, just a ton of momentum. Everything was going really, really well. You know, 30 plus percent growth. Everything was just wow. chugging along. And then March 15th, um, when Governor Brown announced the first lockdown, everything stopped. So half of our business was. Um, restaurants hotels mm-hmm. uh cafes all of which then um were closed and have been closed for um for a year now
0: yeah.
1: uh, offices uh were a huge part of of our business um uh, and then they went away so for us um we had to make some um some big changes um So I think there's two big lessons that came out of this um, for us. Um, The first is um, we really learned the importance of taking care of our people. Mm. Um, So from day one, um, we made the commitment that we were going to keep our people safe physically, emotionally and financially. And um, we kept uh, repeating that every day. And have for the year that we've been through uh, all of this now, and backed it up with um, keeping people employed, uh, not uh, significantly cutting hours or uh, or salaries, mm. um, making sure that people had warm food to take home to their families. Um, you know, just things that 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 kept people confident that yeah. uh, that they could uh, do anything. And then the second thing is, um, uh, you know, I I lived in Asia for a long time and had the good fortune, as it turns out, to have gone through a bunch of crises, Um, you know, whether that was political coups or financial upheavals or natural disasters, that sort of stuff. So it's the whole idea of never wasting a crisis uh, is something that really means uh, an awful lot. Uh, So if you think, for example, um, the Mandarin word for crisis is a combination of two characters, danger and opportunity. Hmm. Um, And there really is always two sides to to times like ours. And what I learned uh, is that you could either fear failure and embrace change um, or you could fear change and embrace failure. So what are you going to do? You can't do both. Um, You can, you can roll with it and become better or, and take, uh, take um, that opportunity and really make something of it. And that's what, that's what we did um, here at, at Smith. Um, I guess the punchline to this is um, we ended up in 2020 having very strong double-digit growth um, in, uh, through, through, the, um, through the pandemic, but we did it in an entirely different way than we had uh, planned to as we started, started the year. So we started this year as a food service um, supplier um, uh, with great momentum, but then the, all of that stopped. Yeah, And so we did a couple of things. We, uh, we made a, a very rapid, very aggressive pivot to e-commerce. Um, so we had dabbled in e-commerce uh, when all of our other channels basically dried up. Okay. Uh, if we were gonna stay in business, we had to become a DTC company and a good one, and it had to do it fast. Mm-hmm. So we had all of the pieces in, in place. We just didn't really do much with it. So mm-hmm. now we did. Um, and what we found is that our e-commerce business, you know, increased by 400% um, uh, over the, pr- the prior year. Um, and, and sorry to interrupt you, Darren, but I think
0: that's a good to dig in a little bit. You said you had all the pieces in place, um, maybe the infrastructure, but also the brand, which is a big part of it. So what are some of the things you did or doubled down on to get that 400%? growth
1: yeah it, advertising um customer acquisition um like really really digging into okay well how do you use social media not just as to put you know cool pictures on but how do you target and embrace and engage uh, new customers not just those who know you because they live in Portland, but um, those around the country in places that have never seen you before. How do you yeah. engage them with, um, uh, with our brand story? But it wasn't just um, that new channel, it was, it was a bunch of new products that we did very quickly as well, which we were only able to do because we had people who were confident in their jobs and their safety. Yeah. So in 30 days, we introduced an entirely new iced tea proposition. Uh, So April last year, you may recall, it was actually a really nice April and people were stuck at home and it was beautiful outside. Um, And we had just, um, we had planned to do a commercial food service iced tea proposition and not do something for direct-to-consumer, but we uh, very quickly took those ingredients, took some new packaging, put things together. um, We have a flexible manufacturing system, which allowed us to change very, very quickly Mm. and produce a... Uh, a consumer-oriented iced tea proposition, which was incredibly relevant for um, that that healthy refreshment people uh, that people were needing over April, May, June last last year. So we we not only used this new channel and this new way of of communicating and reaching and articulating things to people, but with a set of new products, we also then figured that. Um, You know everyone was talking about the second wave um and so okay we maybe dodged a bullet over the course of the summer but when when the fall came there's going to be something that's going to be crazy there's flus going to be everywhere Mm. and what we realized is what people really needed is is flu relief um Mm. and the the physical functional comfort that comes from a a product that that uh can really deliver something against those specific needs So uh, in June, we started developing a a new organic wellness collection, Um, Mm -hmm. things like Soothsayer and Lullaby and Golden Light, things that that can give you uh, immunity and flu relief uh, all in a delicious organic sort of format, um, which we brought to life from concept to being on the shelf uh, at New Seasons uh, in under three months, um, which uh, uh, no big company could ever, ever do, which meant a new supply chain. It meant uh, a new manufacturing process. It meant, um, you know, organic certification, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We also realized that, you know, people stuck at home are going to be gifting over holidays, but how can they, and they're going to want to give a gift of warmth and love to those loved ones um, in their circles. they creating a new gift collection that allowed them to get you know, products like ours at a lower, better price um, and all of those sorts of things. Yeah um creating uh, we used to have a, a ton of people who would come through on tours or do uh tastings and, and classes and that stuff uh in our facility here in southeast portland when we couldn't do that anymore so we started um doing virtual classes as a joke sort of okay <laughs> um, but all of a sudden we um we have Hundreds of people who are signing up online to do uh, these virtual classes, and not just you know um, you and your family or your friends who are sort of connecting because they have nothing to do on the weekend, but um, um, you know we've we've got corporate clients from like. Pfizer, who are are wow. coming to bring hundreds of their people to, to do team building events at Smith virtually, awesome. um, which would have never have happened in an environment um, in our old way of, yeah. of thinking. So that idea of taking this time of change when there are no rules and either um, uh, feeling, fearing failure and embracing change or fearing change and embracing, uh, embracing failure. That's, that was the choice. And we choose, uh, to embrace change and, uh, and take advantage of the opportunity that we're in.
0: But it all starts with that framework you said of making your, you know, that empathy for your employees, setting your team up for that. Right. So yeah. I think that's so, so important to reinforce um, and sorry, I don't know this, but I, I assume or do you have like a subscription um, product too or because uh, we're all we're, it's the subscription economy. Right. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. We, we another one of the many things that we've recently introduced, but yes, uh, we do now have a, a subscription program on smithtea.com. Uh, That allows people to uh, not leave their homes ever and to stay (laughs) warm and comfortable and to do all their gifting and all of their refreshment needs, everything that they've got.
0: Yeah, I think we're all ready to to get out of our homes and go to Smith and uh, do a little bit of both. we to get to that point. And, you know, a couple of things, um, you know, we have a little bit of time left is I always talk, you know, your founder is, you know, from here, grew multiple companies here. Let's talk about Portland. How has it been, um, you know, this past year, uh, you know, running a company from Portland as we have s- some challenges like many cities do during this time, um, but, you know, pros and cons and your thoughts on the future of, of Portland in, in regards to business growth and, and again, running a company from here.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I chose uh i to be here in in portland and i'm really proud to um uh now be an a, an oregonian um you know there's there's such natural beauty in the environment that w- that surrounds us um there's such a bounty of amazing foods and ingredients um that are here that we're really really lucky um to have yeah and that draws uh, a certain type of of human here, you know the amount of creativity that is here, the amount of resilience um, that our people show uh, is a really incredible um, resource I, I moved here from new york City and, and uh, i, I haven 't missed any part of of that environment uh, we 've got amazing restaurants, amazing chefs who do amazingly creative things. The only difference is that it's half the price um, and uh, accessible to, to a ton of people. So the, the, the benefits that we have in terms of, of leveraging that environment, the ingredients and the bounty of it, um, the, the people that this culture uh, attracts is uh, a great asset that many of us have. So doing business here, um, uh, how do you share what we've got with others? Um, From my perspective, I don't don't want Smith to be a Portland brand. And what I mean by that, we're very proudly from Portland, but we wanna share that sense of natural bounty and uh, creativity. We wanna share that with people around the country. And so I want to do whatever I can to um, to to package that up and give people a taste of that. Yeah. Um, um, And that's something that I think we should all be proud of. And by the same token, how can we when we have a choice, um, minimize the barriers that might make Portland not so desirable? Um, And like it or not, um, and whether it was planned or not, there's a different uh, perception of what Portland is in the world um, based on what people, not what people experienced here on the streets over the last few months, but what people across the country saw on their television uh, Mm -hmm. news programs. Um, Mm -hmm. So the more that we can share the truth of what Portland is, and the more that we can define what the truth of portland is i think is it's up to us and we as leaders in the business community need to do our part in uh, in telling our story
0: yeah well thank you for doing your part cuz you're doing an amazing job and you know i always like to ask too you know as a ceo it's your people first but it's it's hard through this time as a leader so how's it how's it been for you personally i mean you're very experienced um, you know, executive and leader, but I'm sure there's been challenges this past year or, or times, or maybe not, maybe like you said, when you, um, you, you embrace it. So, but I'd like to,
1: yeah, um, I think, you know, it, I think we'd all be lying if, if we said that, uh, every human being has had challenges through the past yeah. year, um, being cooped up at home or not being able to have the freedoms that you may have enjoyed before. Every human being is going to be impacted by that. Um, I, I'm just very thankful that I've had, um, a lot of, uh, lessons over time. Um, and, uh, I don't know about you uh, or your listeners, but I I, I only learn things when I fail (laughs) and and I've failed enough um, uh, or or done things that I hadn't intended to do uh, to be able to understand, um, you know, that there's we might not be able to see through uh, around the next corner. Um, but, um, that's not a negative thing necessarily. There's always an end, uh, after that, that corner. Uh, and having gone through some, some, uh, difficult crises types of experiences in the past is, uh, is helpful, uh, yeah. because it, it, it creates character. Uh, and I guess maybe taking that into consideration for all of us, for most of us, this is a, a set of experiences that, that have been uh, difficult, but embrace those. Um, and, and think about the blessing that you've had through this tough experience, because it's giving you perspective that you've never had before, and um, the next time it's going to be that much easier.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Darren. And you know, before we go, what, what's next for Smith? What can you share?
1: Yeah, uh, well, we're super excited about the new Smith flagship location at uh, 23rd and Gleason in northwest Portland. Uh, uh, So there's an amazing new building which has been erected. We're in the midst of of interior construction right at the moment. So in... a few short weeks um, when the sun is out and yeah. vaccines are everywhere, uh, the new Smith experience will be uh, available to all, so we 're very pumped about that
0: amazing well i 'm looking forward to going there and you know getting back out there and, and and you know patronizing all the local restaurants we we love so thanks so much darren for for hopping on and, and sharing
1: absolutely my pleasure uh, Dan. thank you so much and um, uh, I'm just so glad that, that, that we've been able to um, share some learnings that we've had. Uh, a super tough year for everyone, yeah. um, but there is always uh, opportunity around the next corner. All right. Thank you.
0: The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of ThatCast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well.